0: number two of Pop Culture's League, the podcast was brave enough to ask if Captain America and company worked at Ikea, would they work in the front as cashiers, or would they be in the back, and would the Avengers still assemble? That's right, everybody. I'm Tony Schaub <laughs> here with you again, and my wife is across the table from me. Hello, hey. Emily. How you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm, I'm fabulous. We're gearing cool. up for... Uh, we're gearing up for a vacation. You and I are, mm-hmm. are taking off here. We're heading to the sunny shores, hopefully sunny of uh, Florida, although by the time we get there there may be a tropical storm in our mix, but yeah. it'll be fun. It's cool. It'll still be good. Before we get there though, we're gonna record this episode and we're gonna chat about um, we're gonna chat about some old school stuff here today, I think. Oh. We're gonna throw it back a little bit and talk about some of our favorites when we were growing up. Now, this should be an interesting conversation though, because you and I grew up in different times. I don't know if mm-hmm. you want to you want to give folks a little bit of backstory about our differences. and.
1: Uh, sure. Um, Tony was six days old when my parents got married. <laughs> you don't have to leave with I that. I was six when Tony <laughs> graduated high school. He went on his yep. first date when I was two. That's true. And all of that to say that he's 12 years older than me. 12 and years older. Tony grew up largely in the 80s and I grew up in the 90s
0: yeah so that's kind of our difference uh, uh, yeah. our, our, our big difference here is that we we are children of, of different eras I spent uh, I spent years two through ten to yeah two through twelve in the 80s and you spent years one through ten in the 90s yeah so in those formative kind of years I mean I mean when you think about when you really started to get a personality and when you started to kind of really get into what you're into yeah and, you know i mean what that's seventh age age seven you know like first grade through eighth grade do you think that's when a lot of that kind of kind of forms up
1: um i don't know i think that yeah I, I i would say that kids younger than that though i can see personal like i can see a personality forming in amelia i can see sure. you know my niece and nephews getting their own little personalities but as far as Showing interest in things and that interest sticking more than like a month. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, probably first or second grade on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the things, you know, um, for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to uh, episode one or you didn't listen too closely, Amelia's our, our five-year-old daughter and, and she's really into a lot of fun, quirky stuff. She's watching, Lena you know, like Nightmare Before Christmas and, you know, she's kind of digging the you know, games and things like that. But yeah, you wonder how much that's going to stick with her. You know, as she Mm -hmm. gets a little older and really kind of digs into that, you know, uh, grasping onto personality stuff, so.
1: And a lot of, I mean, largely, I think, what kids are interested in is influenced by who they're around, like their friends at school and things like that. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, so tonight, we'll take the time to talk about some of the stuff that we were into in our times. Mm -hmm. Things that were influenced, uh, you know, or things that had impact on us, you know, movies TV shows, music, things like that, mm-hmm. um, but I'll be very interested to see, obviously our, our answers are going to be different because we're just from two different two different decades and two different kind of eras, Worlds. if you will. So
1: I'm from the best one. I
0: wouldn't go that far. Well. Although I will say that the I personally believe that the, that the 90s kind of ended the very unique eras. Like You can remember the 90s have their things, and the 80s, 80s and the yeah. 70s the 2000s and now i don't no, really like no nope. you know i mean the,
1: everything's lame
0: like <laughs> yeah i mean like i mean there's been a lot of cool movies and things like that that have come out but but the majority but of, you don't
1: remember like you don't think to yourself like i remember the early 2000s right. because of x y and z you right. just don't
0: you're right yeah or i you know i can't i can't really think of like oh this song is definitely a, a zero, 2005 zero, sorry, song or no, yeah so yeah, yeah, but i can right. rattle you off you know 20 80 songs 20 90 songs things like that so um you hmm. know it is what it is but well all right so where do we want to start would you want to uh, you want to you got a topic in mind you want to you want to jump on there
1: um sure uh we could talk about the best era in television and, and by television i mean saturday morning cartoons oh, yeah. which was the 90s mm. um yeah. But
0: anyways, will you go ahead and, no. and hit me with some of your, give me like your number one and then, you know, there can be some other runners number up. Number and-
1: one? Oh, man. The one I remember watching for the longest yeah. was Rugrats. Rugrats was a huge staple in my life. In fact, I remember at the beginning of every Rugrats TV episode, there was the title of the episode would pop up on the screen, but they wouldn't say it out loud like kids TV shows do now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would scream... At whoever was in the house to come and read the title of the episode, and people would just come running from wherever they were to try to read it. And I found out later that like eight times out of ten, they were just making stuff up because they didn't make it in time. <laughs> um, thanks, mom and dad. Nice. No, but um, yeah, Rugrats, Doug for sure. I watched um, Hey Arnold a lot. Brendan Stimpy. Oh gosh, uh, Rocco's Modern Life was another good one. Sure. And then, of course, there was Full House. Um, Clarissa explains it all, things like that. Oh, I don't know. There's just too many to list.
0: Now, I think it's funny because a, a lot of those that you mentioned, I mean, like, you know, things like Rugrats and, you know, shows like that obviously are kind of geared towards the younger crowd, I think. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, I remember, and again, this is here's the, here's the age difference coming right into play, but Ren and Stimpy, I loved that as a teenager. You know, because I think it, I don't know if it spoke on different levels. It was that, that was kind of that random, like, what the heck is this type of thing? I
1: think Ren and Stimpy was the SpongeBob of the 90s. I see that. Well, and then SpongeBob came on in the late 90s. And I think SpongeBob really kind of, kind of killed the... The classic '90s cartoons sure. because he kind of took over, but I think that you know, as adults, we can watch SpongeBob and laugh at the stupid stuff that they do and take comfort in the fact that our kids don't understand what they're saying or doing, yeah, which well, is nice. but I think Run and Snippy <laughs> was the same thing; like it had a, something that all ages could enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think SpongeBob so. found a way to be weird without being creepy. Well. Like, well, uh, like, well uh, yeah, I mean, I know a few of the things. <laughs> most but, of the time. I mean, like, you know, when our kid sits down to watch SpongeBob, I'm not that upset about no, it. No, I'm not worried about it, it. If she sat down to watch Ren and Stimpy now, I might be like, maybe in a few years, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, it is watered down. Yeah, that's true. Well, and SpongeBob was originally pitched to go on Cartoon Network. Right. So who knows what it would have been then. It would
0: have been different. I could, see, I could see SpongeBob on, like, an adult swim or something like that.
1: Yeah, but. So that's... But I don't know. I, I watched a lot of cartoons in the '90s, and more than my parents would probably want me to say. But um, <laughs> other than that, though, I was a Disney kid, yeah. and I, you know, I grew up. Everything was Disney. Um, watched had all the movies <laughs> on VHS. Not that that's yeah, with funny. The big
0: With the big plastic bubble or the big plastic wraps, because Disney always did those big, like, plasticky cases for the for the VHSs. I don't remember that well. Okay, but Eric's I do
1: remember. Just popping them in, yeah. Like the VHS player. No, I mean but. if you
0: go to any like a Goodwill or anything, or like a consignment store now, you'll see like the VHSs regularly have like the thin little cardboard yeah. things. But like yeah, the Disney seats. ones have like the heavy. I remember like Dumbo and Bambi. They had oh. like the heavy plasticky. Like they had to be Disney always had to be bigger and better. Oh yeah, with
1: like the yeah that was, with, like, like the extra with, and it had the white edges. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember, and, and you could like, like bend them backwards yep. and like the plastic the in between. Sorry. That's the one. I, I like how plastic <laughs> smells. Um, anyway, so I do remember we did have a case like that for also one of my other favorite movies that I loved to watch in the 90s was um, the live-action Flintstones with John Goodman yeah. and Rosie O'Donnell. Rick, Rick I used to yeah. watch that movie all the time, and I watched it, that movie and Return to Oz. I watched them both so much that the VHS tapes broke. It's funny. And then, like, years later, I still have Return to Oz. But I had to like go out as like a preteen and buy them on DVD because I broke the VHSs. But yeah, so Disney was a huge staple in in my life growing up, and it's you know I still love it today because sure. they just know how to rope you in and keep you.
0: Now what but, here again, uh, I, I can't offer much opinion on Disney being a boy. Not that we are gender stereotyping, but I didn't I just didn't watch a ton of of the of the
1: it wasn 't really until recently that Disney really started to hammer out movies geared You're more right. toward boys because right. for a while it was just about princesses, princesses princesses princesses, you know like talking animals, and you know i 'm not again i 'm not saying that boys can 't like either of those things, obviously, but you know now they have cars and they have planes and um, things like Treasure Planet and right. things that are more, like, action-y, yeah. I guess.
0: I mean, I say that, but, yeah, I mean, even looking back at Disney, like the, the Disney stuff that I watched growing up, like uh, The Black Cauldron um, and, uh, you know, Disney's first live-action PG movie, The Black Hole, which is wonderful, but these are not well-known, not nearly as well-known Disney movies mm-hmm. as any, insert any princess name here, you know, things like that. So so they they were, yeah, they may have existed, but they definitely weren't. Uh, As commonplace.
1: Right. There are several Disney movies that I think deserve more clout than they have. I think The Great Mouse Detective is an awesome Disney movie. The Rescuers, both of them, so good. I mean, they're definitely the lesser known Disney movies that, you know, that any true fan would know about.
0: Right. I'm surprised that Disney didn't make a bigger play for the Saturday morning contingency. I mean, they had the movies locked up for a long time, but they really never until recently with their own channel and yeah. all this and that, they never really made a big play for the cartoons on Saturday morning.
1: I think I remember there was Mouser Size. Mouser Size used to be on in the morning yeah. and it was some leotard clad mm-hmm. woman and Mickey, the cartoon Mickey, and they would like do exercises. But that's really the only thing I can think of that had Disney on TV. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, like, the Mickey Mouse Club, but but they, but they those were live action. Those weren't, like, the cartoons. Yeah, and I think
1: the Mickey Mouse Club, was it kind of on its way out in the 90s? I don't know. I can't. And it was
0: probably mid, because that's where. I can't uh, remember. Because in the mid mid to late 90s, that's where it kind of spawned, because it didn't like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and all them kind of oh, started yeah, as Mouseketeers. Yeah,
1: and it, but it wasn't, I think it was, like, a bigger deal, Yeah. you know, back when, you know, because sure. they, I feel like they used to do more things I mean I don't know, I could just be absolutely making things up, but you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's uh um I'm like I said, I'm shocked that that no one did make that play. You know, no mm-hmm. one was like no one at Disney was like, There's an there's an untapped market out here and we can go get it. So
1: Well not it's not saying that they didn't think that, but that's true. you know. Yeah. They got there.
0: So for me on my end, you know, the eighties Was a very different time. I, I, in my opinion, maybe a little biased, but the heyday of Saturday morning cartoons. And, I mean, my all-time number one favorite, Thundercats. Thundercats are amazing. But you look, you go down the list, we've got Transformers, we've got G.I. Joe. I mean, you know, it just, I mean, it goes on and on. He-Man, She-Ra, that's where the classics came from and i don't know if it's because maybe in the 70s and 60s they didn't focus so much on them i mean i know there's things like the flintstones and the jetsons and things like that but i don't know if the 80s i think the 80s kind of saw that explosion of you know here's kids love cartoons here's all of them that you can handle (laughs) and i don't know maybe maybe it's also because maybe it's also kind of highlighted now because we're in that zone where that's what Hollywood is remaking right now with, you mm-hmm. know, Michael Bay pumping out a Transformers movie every few years and, Lame. you know, things like that. Right. I mean, it's never going to add up to the original. Ruining you know? it. I mean, you know, the the Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters were a cartoon series, you know, back in the day. I mean, even more obscure ones like, you know, uh, I love like a danger mouse and things like that. But uh,
1: are you not going to say one of the best cartoons that probably came from your time?
0: What do you think? Go ahead.
1: Dinosaurs.
0: Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs wasn't a cartoon.
1: Dino, well, It was
0: live action. But
1: it had the dinosaur. You're like right. they weren't. It was not real dinosaurs.
0: What's the dinosaur? You're talking like with the family, like yeah, yeah and the, the, baby not and the, the not the mama. mama. Yeah. Was that 80s or 90s? I, I, I think, thought that was TGIF time. Well,
1: I'm pretty sure that my brothers watched it. My brothers are older than me, also, yeah. and I remember growing up with my brothers watching it. And for some reason, I feel like they had been watching it for yeah. a while. It like might it was have been a like
0: the late 80s. Now we're gonna now we're all gonna go to the computers. So let's see. Yeah, so uh, dinosaurs aired from 1991 to 1994.
1: Ah, well, then I yeah, I was born right as it was coming up.
0: That's funny. Yeah, no, that was you're right, that was one of those very random shows, and that's also I think it the late 80s and the 90s is when that entertainment line started to blur where you get shows like a dinosaur. It's not a cartoon, but it's not like your typical sitcom. Right. You know, and that's where they kind of throw it down on that, um you know, that was kind of the precursor, if you will, a very, very big precursor to like an adult swim where you can put something random in a more prime non morning slot yeah. and still have it do do pretty well. So
1: There are a couple shows that I remember watching that I can't remember too much about. There was one where I the only thing I remember about it and I should look it up. I should have been more prepared. <laughs> but is this family and they're driving and for some reason I think they're in the desert and all of a sudden the earth like cracks open and they fall in and they're trapped like inside the earth.
0: Is it Land of the Lost?
1: I don't I don't know.
0: Cuz Land of the Lost took place at that kind of like random
1: I mean and then the other one was a f- family and they somehow ended up in space and they were lost in space. Well, that's lost in space. Oh, is was, was it called yes. lost in space? Now, that's
0: a show. I used show, to watch that one too. That was a cool show, but you probably watch it in syndication because that show originated in the 60s, I believe, with uh, with Dr. Robinson or Danger Will Robinson and you know, the robot and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah, Land of the Lost was a TV series It was on, um, I don't know if that's let's see that was on in the 70s so you may have you may have caught it in i'm sure i did you may have caught it in 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 syndication which that's another
1: happens. one oh it it was land of the lost okay. 1991 tv series i remember i can hear the theme song yeah. <laughs> the opening credit song in my head all these years later um and those are two shows that i used to watch with my brothers land of the lost and lost in space Oh, and Legends of the Hidden Temple. How did I forget about Legends of the freaking Hidden Temple? Well, yeah. I I waited so long to be old enough to try out for Legends of the Hidden Temple. And when I finally was, I found out that I had just been watching reruns. <laughs> <laughs> so sad.
0: Now that's funny. That is funny. No, there was, um, yeah, that Nickelodeon, I think, kind of helped pave the way between cartoons are the only shows for kids and then you know a lot more that live action type like cuz your legends of the hidden temple was my my version was double dare mm-hmm. it was kind of the ancestor of that if you know where that uh, you know it started with that kind of competition kind of spawned the beginning of like half game show half like reality type of you know like it like yeah. an ongoing reality type of thing so Oh, um,
1: when did we make that horrible left turn into uh, reality TV? Well, there's some
0: that's not bad, but yes, on the yeah. whole, there's a lot more reality TV than we need. But that's <laughs> a that's a topic for another podcast <laughs> entirely. So no, I think we've I think we've squared away TV fairly oh, I well. I could talk here, about it so, forever. Um, well, let's move into the bigger. We'll stay with the we'll stay with the with the entertainment aspect, but we'll go we'll go into movies. Uh, I'm specifically interested because I know there's a ton of movies and we talked a little bit about Disney and things like that. I'm specifically interested, like, when you were a kid, you remember not only the movies that stuck with you, but you remember the experiences you had going to see a movie. Like, uh, you know, do you remember, like, the first time you went to a theater or saw a movie in that bigger kind of experience?
1: I am really struggling to to find my first memory of going to see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it's just hard cause we watched movies all the time at my house. Um, and I know that, you know, I know I would have had to have gone to see movies when I was younger, but really the first clear memories I have of going to see movies and this is horrible because it's in the, well, yeah, no, it's horrible cause it's in the two thousands <laughs> and I have the worst memory ever apparently are going to see the Harry Potter movies, and then my dad taking me to see The Fellowship of the Ring in, like, 2001.
0: That's not bad, because you were what? You were 11. 11.
1: That's that's right there. So, I mean, and I know that I, you know, like I said, there had to have been times where I went when I was younger than that, but I really just cannot think of one. But, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. But I do remember falling in love with Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, definitely when you were, I mean, you know, being 11, that's uh, right in that wheelhouse where you're, you know, very impressionable and you're kind of still being imprinted with what, what, what seems cool and what doesn't seem cool. And
1: I thought it was going to be so lame.
0: Right. And I'm sure nothing against your dad, obviously, but I'm sure going as an 11 year old, I guess eleven's not too bad going to the movies with your dad. If you were like 14 or 15 year old girl, you were like, whatever dad, but <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't so bad at 11. Mm. So yeah. that's cool randomly for me and I don't know why this is stuck in my head because I know I've I've probably seen movies before this in the theater but the one experience I remember was actually to actually to drive-in um it was with it was with my with my parents and with my family um <clears throat> we were at the Auburn Garrett drive-in which is about 45 minutes north of the hometown I grew up in Fort Wayne which is in the northeast part of Indiana so you know a, rather unremarkable as uh, you know as things go a little, little town with a little little drive-in but I remember my parents i believe at the time had this big conversion van you know, like the one with the uh, with the couches in the back and you know the captain's chairs and the and the actual table like you could live in that we didn't obviously but you could live like in in that thing for a while if you had to because i remember getting up on the top of the van to watch the movies and for whatever reason i i, I remember the double bill the first movie I wasn't that interested in. And it was strange in retrospect. It's very strange that it's the first movie. It was Pretty Woman. It's very strange that it was the first <laughs> How movie. How old were you? I was like, I don't know, 9, 10, maybe <laughs> something like that. You know, That wasn't the one I was interested in. But it was, in, like I said, in retrospect, it's interesting that a... Because it, it was an R-rated movie? Yeah, well... It, or PG... PG-13 at most, yeah. like
1: at least. But it's
0: interesting that for the kids, you would want to put the like the more kid-friendly movies first. Right. But the second part of the double bill was Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> And that's the one. And I probably saw Back to the Future one and two in the in the theaters. Maybe I didn't, but that's like when I remember just like sitting on top of the van and like being like captivated by this by this movie that was like equal parts sci fi and a little bit of western randomly thrown in there, but a heavy dose of comedy. And it was just like that. That kind of stuck with me is like this is something cool. Like I, I this i want to i want to see more stuff like this Mm -hmm. Uh, you know and i don't know if it was the experience or if it was the movie itself probably the movie itself but but yeah i
1: would imagine both yeah
0: but uh it it was one of those things that just kind of you know some things just get stuck in your head as memories and that's definitely one of them So, so that was one of my biggest memories of of movies that and of course growing up and walking from my house to my friend my best friend in the whole wide world, Jerry, uh, walked over to his apartment complex. It was right across the street, and we just spent the afternoons watching movies. And we'd, the one movie we would always watch was Spaceballs. And, and I don't know why we got into it, but we would watch Spaceballs all the time. And we would quote it and just be like, like that was our thing. Again, sci-fi kind of mixed with comedy. You know, It's, a, it's kind of right in that similar wheelhouse. So I don't know. Those are, those are the kind of things I remember from, from, from the movie side of things growing up.
1: Awesome! (laughs) It was a good story. Thank you. I tried. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird that I don't have any earlier memories of going to see movies, but I do know that you know watching as many movies as I did with my mom and my brothers and my dad, and you know, it shaped also shaped what I'm into today. You know, you know specifically like I mentioned with being a Disney kid and things like that. But you know, also when I did go see Lord of the Rings, that opened up a whole new door for me as I was prepared to hate it. And within 10 minutes was just hooked right away. Yeah. And so, um, and yeah, that experience was cool. And it was cool because for me, my dad was super excited. Like, sorry if you're listening Tom, and you get embarrassed, but like he was so <laughs> excited and like, I, <laughs> I have this distinct memory of sitting next to my dad during, and it was the part where all, where the fellowship and you know the representatives from all of the races, mm-hmm. like the elves and mm-hmm. the dwarves and men or whatever. They were all um, arriving in Rivendell to have that conference with yep. Elrond about yep. what they were going to do about the Ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they had that little montage where they show Gimli stomp up and Legolas ride up gracefully on his horse or right. whatever. Very and my dad, every time a new character came, up, he goes, "I bet that's Gimli," <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, and then Legolas would come and he goes, "Oh, that's definitely Legolas." (laughs) And I was just like, "What are you saying?" But he was so excited, and like when stuff would happen that he like recognized, like from the book or whatever. Because my dad's a huge nerd, like we are, and has read all the books like a thousand times. And he just would get so excited, and he'd be like, he'd be like, "Moria!" Like (laughs) just say all the stuff that was happening, like so excited. And so that made me excited. Like, I was like, this is cool. And then, of course, I went home and I read all the books. Yeah. In between Harry Potter, of course.
0: That makes sense. So, no, I, I mean, you and I have been to many a movie where you were unfamiliar with the content and oh, I'm God. there mumbling to myself in the movie theater <laughs> and you're probably like, be quiet. I'm tired of hearing you spoil this for me mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I get that. I, well, uh,
1: but I wasn't annoyed with my dad. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. That, but with you, it's annoying. That's fair. I'm just kidding. That's
0: fair. <laughs> so, this is a good segue then to move from movies into books since we're talking about mm-hmm. two things that you're talking about that uh, movies that were spawned from book series do you uh, i mean did after the fact then did you go back and read lord of the rings i did i okay. went read
1: and i read all three of the um the lord of the rings trilogy mm-hmm. and then i read the hobbit which was considerably more difficult to get through yeah um but it was you know it was still awesome um so, yeah, i read all those, and then I um, thought I was really cute and tried to read the Silmarillion oh, yeah. and literally made it, like, ten pages. And it's... I was like, nope. <laughs> like No, one. I don't have time for this. No. Like, it was... But, yeah, uh, and I I love I loved the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think it's wonderfully written, obviously. Um, and it's interesting to go back and watch the movies when you know all the things that happen in the book, kind of, you know, like with everything. Sure. They can't put everything in, but... Yeah, so that, and then Harry Potter, of course. Right, but
0: here, now Harry Potter, you read the books before going mm-hmm. to see the movies, right? Because that's yeah. kind of what I'm looking for, is like books that like spawned it yeah. in you. Yeah, Oh,
1: Harry Potter, it's like nothing you can explain, like unless you are somebody who loves Harry Potter too, like it's... It's just one of those things where immediately you're hooked and you just can't wait yeah. to read the next book. And I mean, we were so young. Like, we grew up with Harry Potter, and you would see, like, I can't remember exactly what grade we were in, but I would say, man, I don't know. I was seven? Was I seven when the first one came out?
0: I'm not sure. Again, this, this, now, this is kind of where our age difference comes into play here because this is. This is where, you know, Harry Potter was in your wheelhouse. That's when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, by that time I was probably, you know, being 12 years older than you, I was into my late teens early 20s when you were an early teenager reading those books. So that was kind of right. not where I was. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but by, by 97 I'm I'm 19 years old. Right. I'm moving on to yeah. quote unquote oh adult God, things. or whatever. I can't but,
1: uh, stop. I can't talk about it. It's okay. so creepy. But that's okay. <laughs>
0: but, but that's what we're talking about here. Is kind yeah. of the, you know how the, how how, yeah. how those differences play so,
1: out. So we so yeah like it, and it was interesting to see like so I was seven when the first one came out. Um, and so and I, I can't. I don't think she released. It might have been every year that she started releasing her books. But I do remember going to like Target or whatever at like midnight and waiting for them to open the door so I could go freaking grab my next copy of my book and read it before some stupid kid (laughs) spoiled it in the hallway. (laughs) But it was just so funny because you would see like such like these little kids with books like so freaking thick. Like as the story of Harry Potter goes on, the books just get huge. And we were like flying through them in like a weekend. Like we could not get enough of Harry Potter and it was just so cool I just don't know how, I mean, sorry, I said I wouldn't say cool this time. It was just an, a, a, an experience that it, you can't really explain unless, I mean, unless that, you know, you are a person who has connected so strongly with something like that too. Like right. you understand that it just draws you in and then you're a fan for life.
0: Well, I think a lot of, a lot of people have that experience mm-hmm. with, with something, right? With something. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what we're talking about today is just kind of what it, you know, what it, what it was for you. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm the exact same way from a, from a totally different um, series, obviously, but there was a you know a series growing up that I connected with directly, and I, again, this is another one that is one of those things that was stuck in my head very vividly. I remember, um, you know, growing up in grade school, um, we had this thing in, in grade school called uh, Battle of the Books, where we would make teams, and then you know we'd all be given books to read, and you know they're they're pretty standard books, mm-hmm. you know, of Mice and Men, Wrinkle in Time, things like that, and then after the team. You know, your team, four or five people, you'd be assigned 12 books. So certain people have to read certain books. Maybe multiple people multiple people would read multiple books. But then the teams would go like head to head. And it was like a big thing in our school. You know, we'd have mm-hmm. like, you know, like big championships in the gym and things like that. And it was essentially almost like a spelling bee, but for books where, you know, each team had to answer the trivia questions and things like that and to see who could win the battle the books or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'll never forget at the end of the, <clears throat> the one that happened in my seventh grade year my seventh grade teacher, Mr. Hilker, um, you know, he was talking to me and he said, he said, did you enjoy the books this year? And I said, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I enjoy reading, you know, I've always been a person who, you know, a kid who likes to read, Mm -hmm. but none of them really kind of stayed with me. They were just kind of stories that I read, assimilated, regurgitated the questions, moved on, things like that. And he said to me, he said, he said, I've got a book I think you might be interested in. And the next day he brought it in. And he gave it. He said, "He said, this is my copy. He said, read it. Give it back to me whenever you're done. He goes, but I really think you're going to enjoy this one. And I looked at it, and I took it home, and I just devoured it. And it was The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, my
1: God. I should have seen that one coming. And it is (laughs)
0: literally, I mean, I don't, this is going to sound facetious, but literally, I think, changed my life. Like, literally, like, made my personality very much formed the way it is right now. Because it was one of those. It, it's a book that just, again, in that kind of zone, like I was talking about with the movies, where there's, you know, there's some science fiction which I enjoy. There's a good dose of comedy, but the overarching theme of the book is, at its core, to not take yourself or your life too seriously. And that's like been like a big thing with me. It's like when people have these, you know, major issues and people get upset about things and go into flame wars on the internet. It's like, relax don't panic you know like this like just chill out
1: i hear it all the time i mean it's 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 awesome
0: the book is amazing and and Mm -hmm. obviously everything we're talking about here is probably instantly recommended by you or i but if there's one one thing coming out of my mouth that i would recommend it's if you haven't read the hitchhiker's guide go give it a shot i mean douglas adams was an amazing writer very insightful. In addition to having the Hitchhiker's Guide series, he wrote a few other series uh, one, another fiction series about Dirk Gently, uh, a um, private investigator who found himself in very odd situations, but he wrote um, a book one, two books called Last Chance to See, and it's about endangered species on our planet, and it's more uh, fiction than, than non-fiction, and it's just again, he's just a very insightful guy he'll say things in a way that you might have never thought before but they make sense and that's kind of what made that book and that series resonate with me i mean the subtitle of the series is the inaccurately named hitchhiker's trilogy because there's six books and there's and there's only supposed to be three so um so that's that's my that's my clear in a way pick for books but in similar vein to what you have with harry potter it's the same thing with me like that like mm-hmm. struck the chord at the right time and it's like even now, when I'm when I'm speaking out loud, it's hard to explain to someone. Mm-hmm. But if I talk to someone else who read that book, yeah. like they get it. Yeah. So
1: I feel it. I feel you.
0: Cool. I'm there cool. with you. All right. So what have we covered here? Oh, you know, we for for me being a DJ, I don't. I, I seem to skip music a lot. Like we. It's because
1: about it. you know that I care very little <laughs> about music. So, but you listen to
0: music all the time. Yeah,
1: but, the time. but not. I'm a very passive radio listener. Um, if I'm listening seriously to music, it's show Mm tunes or mm -hmm. the album to whatever show I'm working on next. Um, but yeah, as far as that, like there are no bands that I have to get their next album. No, you know, yeah. and I mean, I have artists that I will pick out on the radio that I like to sing along to more than others, but I'm very passive aggressive (laughs) when it comes to music.
0: But I will say, even though you're passive-aggressive in in finding, like, an artist or, you know, like, not being, like, hardcore or whatever, I know there are genres that you're into, particularly the show tunes. Yeah. I mean, you'll listen to those all the time. So well, tell me a little bit about, uh, about those. Like, are there, like, a favorite? Because you do a lot of musical theater. Musical theater falls under the realm of talking about music. So tell me a little bit about your preferences there. Do you have favorite shows? And, again, is this something because you grew up doing something or watching something or...?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, it's hard to pick out favorite shows. I have, you know, certain Broadway performers whose voices I like to listen to mm-hmm. um, more than others. Um, and as far as growing up with it, not really. Uh, if I were picking music that I grew up with, which I do really like, I grew up. Um, my ch- The soundtrack to my childhood was a steady mix of James Taylor, Jimmy Buffett, The Carpenters, The Beach Boys. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, John Prime. Did I say that right? I'm always afraid I said his I say his name wrong. Sound fine to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um and you know that I do still like things like that. You know, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah. You gotta cut foot loose. You gotta
0: take the highway to the danger zone That's a pimp. Kenny so, Loggins. Um,
1: um
0: what about the first concert you went to? Do you remember? Was there like a yeah. like V concert?
1: I went to see Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> and you still to this day, you talk about Hanson. I like still. Hanson. See? I do like Hanson. I don't, I mean, I don't, um, I, I, some of their newer music I have listened to, but mostly I just like to l- relive the nineties and listen to their old CDs.
0: That's a better, that's a better first concert Mbop than I, for the I got. One. Which is it I went to a concert with like I don't know was like seventh eighth grade I went with a girl I went to boys to men it was my first ever concert was boys to men so I'm
1: sorry about that
0: yeah I mean good music but <laughs> not really up my alley but who
1: let you date in eighth grade Barbie Neels probably it was
0: probably one of those more like <laughs> like the girl that I like I don't know I, I I don't know you know my memory is very sketchy but I do remember specifically that it was boys to men it was the first concert at At the Coliseum in Fort Wayne. Awesome, babe. Those good times. Yeah, it sounds like (laughs) it.
1: Um, and then you know, in the as far as the '90s go, for you know, going back that route, um, in the '90s, yeah, I listened to Hanson. I liked Spice Girls a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spice up your life. Um, and really, that's about it. I mean, Instinct and Backstreet Boys, um, you know, but they were kind of a, a passing thing. Um, Hanson, Ouch. I was, well, they were, they, were, they had their day. <laughs> You're right. It's um, over.
0: A lot of, I mean, my favorite stuff is probably in, in, in their twilight as well, but they're still out there doing it.
1: Yeah. But again, I'm very passive aggressive with music this and is I true. always have been. This is true. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so there's that. And well, I did go in college. I went to, I drove to Nashville with some friends to see Hanson, Hello Goodbye and Steel Train at a festival. And that was really cool.
0: Now see, I like Hello Goodbye, but you're gonna—it's gonna another uh, age gap thing here. I discovered them in college.
1: I know. I've heard the story in a bar yeah. before they were popular. Mm-hmm.
0: But they, but <laughs> but that's like one of those things where, like, you were seeing them, like
1: Hanson and these
0: other guys, and I don't know. It's interesting. I, if if anything of what we've talked about this evening, I would think that music tastes evolve later than books and movies and tv i'm not sure why but like looking over like my mental list of like bands that i love and listen to like Moose. you know i mean i've got a big three of, of bands that i really enjoy um journey i'm a hardcore journey fan like i have like all their stuff journey uh real big fish which is a ska band that started in the 90s and they're still out there playing their stuff today, but they had their heyday in the '90s. And then Blues Traveler, which again got real popular in the '90s. Their first platinum album was in '94, things like that. So, so I see. I don't know if it's just me, but like the music seems to develop, at least for me, later, you know, because everything else was like '80s. This, you know, this that, and I don't know if it's because as you get older, you kind of refine that taste, or not. I mean, I don't know. Um, i mean i'm sure i know i know everybody's experience is is different obviously Mm -hmm. but um it's just one of those things where uh, i I think music speaks to people much on on a much different scale than movies because you can have a blockbuster that millions of people have seen but you might your favorite band might be a local band or you know someone that it doesn't get any radio play or anything like that so um and that again is completely okay that's Almost I would encourage that. Go out and find, you know, use use your tools like Spotify and iTunes Match and things like that and find find the bands that, you know, the artists that kind of speak to you and don't, uh, for as entertaining as the things are on the radio, I think we're... we're no, because we talked about this earlier. Don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> he loves to this, talk
1: about how if you just listen to the radio, you're a lemming. I, I didn't say not, lemming. And you're not really... What, into I'm, music. what I'm saying is if that's <laughs> all
0: you listen to if you let if you let the radio tell you what you like and that's it then you are not you're doing yourself a disservice like, but
1: what if that is just what they really like
0: but you can uh, now see now use the radio and use it as a springboard like the people but what
1: if what if the radio what if they just want to listen to current hits and but, that's their thing
0: but the radio will play you something different every week because that's what they're paid to do. Like, something should be latching on with you. Like, like let's take as an example, um, let's say you like Shut Up and Dance. You like that song by Walk the Moon. So, you know, instead of waiting for the next hit to come along on the radio, which you can keep listening to the radio. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I listen to the radio all the time. But if you find a band or a song that resonates with you, go listen to that band and see if the rest of the stuff is just as good and then get their album and then get their other albums and follow them and when they come to town, see them. Like, that's like being to me, being more of a fan than just kind of taking only what comes to the radio. And I, I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people do go find favorites. And, I mean, because you're the same way. You heard, a, I'm sure you heard a Hanson song at one point, and then you went and saw them in concert, and you got their albums, didn't you?
1: Their cassettes.
0: Yeah, the cassettes. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> they got their cassettes, and, you know, you, you did your thing. So, so, yes, I think that... I mean, music is what you make of it. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe it's different because I've been, wor- you know, because I've worked in music and, you know, radio and DJ for, for so long. But, you know, music for me is a little, is a little more fine-tuned passion than, than 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 movies and things like that. And I don't mean that in a bad or condescending way. So I hope it didn't come across that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's been a good conversation about... Old school stuff. I like to sit down and kind of reminisce about because I like to hear about your stuff. Yeah, you know, I like to talk more about my stuff. Um, you know, we want to hear everybody out there. We want to hear your stuff too. Mm-hmm. We want you to come find us and let us know what you're passionate about, what you grew up with. So you know, swing by the Facebook page. Come find us at Pop Cultish on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at @BePopCultish find us on yeah. instagram maybe uh maybe we'll jump on instagram and, Insta. yeah we'll jump on instagram in the next couple days and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll throw out some movie posters and some uh and some and some some album art from from some of the stuff that 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 we've talked about tonight so here yeah. in in the next few weeks i think we're gonna take it take a show and dedicate it to talking about some of the stuff that we're enjoying now movies and tvs and things like that now and i think with that we want to we want to try to give back to the listeners a little bit, so I think we're going to try to do a giveaway with that. So swing over. We talked about this briefly last week, uh, Emily. Swing, swing by the Facebook page and, and keep your eye out. There'll, there'll be a post out soon where we want you to share with us what you're enjoying now. If it's a movie that came out, if it's a you know a TV series that you're really into, um, you know if there's a a band that you, that put out a new album that you're really excited about, we want you to comment and and let us know what you're digging right now, mm-hmm. and we're going to pick. Definitely one, maybe two, you know, we're going to find some people and we're going to send you that stuff if you don't have it. So if you're into, if you just thought that Age of Ultron was the org, and you want to check that out and you haven't got, you know, we'll, we'll send you a copy if if you're our lucky winner. We're going to send you a copy of the Blu-ray, you know, if there's, a, if there's a box set, a music box set or something like that, a TV show, we want to hook you guys up. So we want to do some giveaways, so please swing by the Facebook page. And uh like us, look for that thread, leave a comment, let's have some fun and kind of uh you know, make it a little more more community oriented mm-hmm. thing. So awesome. Anything else am I? No, I, I
1: think, think we're all good here. Cool. Just remember that the nineties are the best.
0: Mm, but the eighties mm, are pretty 90s. awesome too. Come join the debate. Come <laughs> find us and join the debate. Tell us where you fall.
1: Yeah. Um but only comment if you love the nineties. Um, and Not until too. next time. Be proud, be passionate, be pop cultish.
0: Bye.